Today in the show, strategy plus action equals outsourcing your social media while still maintaining your voice. Great coaches and consultants like you have the ability to change people's lives and transform entire organizations. And your impact can often go far beyond the clients you work with. One of the reasons I love working with coaches and consultants is because of that ripple effect. This show is here to highlight your expertise and empower you with resources and new ideas to grow your business. Welcome to Strategy in Action. Becky Jolly is on the show today, and we have a blast talking about what she does so well for companies, and that's taking their social media and you know, being that outsourced resource <laughs> for them to really make sure that they have a, a, a consistent and high-quality you know, image out there and, you know, message and voice out on the internet in multiple different channels that may be, you know, LinkedIn for her B2B clients, maybe Facebook, Instagram, but making sure that number one, it's not generic content, right? That we see so much. And I think a lot of us think of when we think, you know, outsourcing our, our, our content. And on the other end though, too, it's not Becky's voice. It's not her company, Elephant Key Marketing. It's not their voice. They do a a fantastic job of when a client comes on board, really digging in and understanding what that client is all about. And that may come from, you know, an existing brand voice that they mimic, enhance, and and put out in terms of uh, the messaging and content that they put out. Sometimes it's having that first conversation that a, that a company has ever had about brand voice and being intentional with what they put out there. Either way, Becky and her team go in there and do a phenomenal job of bringing in a system <laughs> to approach social media, which again, a lot of companies just don't have. They do it when they think about it, or they hand it off to you know an employee who has six other jobs <laughs> and is trying to get to it when they can. And allows them to really put in a process in place, again, to bring that consistency and quality at the same time. So this is a a fantastic conversation about outsourcing content, social media, those things that you know you need to have out there, but maybe you're concerned with how your brand will be perceived once you do this. So I think you'll love this episode so much. Let's jump in. Becky Jolly, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Oh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a blast. Uh, whether you like it or not, we're gonna have fun. I'm gonna. That's what I say. <laughs> That's my motto in life. <laughs> Having fun, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Jason, how many of your friends are like, listen, fun is just not for me. <laughs> Fri- friends? Friends? I don't, I don't. That that I'm checks. gonna make one of those one day. I'm gonna make... <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> well, I, I'm really glad to have you here. I, I want to dig in with this th- this topic, of course, uh, something that you're so good at, which is taking over people's social media, like not like in a hacker kind of way, but you know, <laughs> with their consent, take over their social. <laughs> yeah, put out actually, great often they they request it. Even it's a just a direct Ooh. like ask. I know, I know, and frankly, I feel like I should be in charge of a lot of things. So this is this is phase one. <laughs> Yeah, this is phase great. one of world domination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's baby steps, you know. Kim Jong 
jolly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, work on the, we'll work on the title later, okay? I don't know if I'd married to that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. But before we, we kind of dig into that, I want to give folks, you know, a little bit of geography on on who the heck you are and your your, your company, Elephant Key Marketing, and all that fun stuff. Because I know you, you know, it wasn't like I sat down one day and decided I'm going to do social media for everybody. Like you sort of like <laughs> evolved into it and were like, okay. This is rocking. This is cool. You know, even though you jumped into it uh, or if it was thrust upon you, uh, <laughs> but it's it's great. So uh, give folks a little bit of geography there. Yeah, actually, interestingly enough, I kind of did just like one day jump into it. I got a job um, as like an office manager um, for a local business. And I wanted the job because the job description said copywriting. And I was um prior to that had worked in a lot of different sales roles and sales positions and i kept getting in trouble um when i was doing those jobs for working on marketing projects essentially like i'd be like making a flyer or like you know um doing something with like the pr department or something i kept getting in trouble for that um so i was like i should get a job in copywriting um and my degree is in advertising so i had some experience with that a little bit um that was like 200 years ago but um, yeah, so I, I I got the job because it I took it because it had the word copywriting in the job description. And then it was just kind of a your basic office manager job. We resold tickets for concerts and sporting events and stuff like that. And my boss liked my personal Facebook page, thought my posts were good. So he's like, here you go. Here's the Twitter login. And then at some point where they were just like, yeah, we should just let her do all of it. So I taught myself how to do social media content marketing. Um, and about two, a year and a half later, two years later, um, I found another marketing job that was definitely more, you know, content development, email, social media, um, landing pages, assets, deliverable, stuff like that. And again, it was a really tiny agency and we worked mainly with, um, managed service providers for technology solutions. Um, so just the, the sexiest content you can imagine. Um, and, <laughs> and it was, it, again, there were three of us on staff. Um, so I was kind of doing all of that copywriting and content writing and it, it kind of evolved from there into this is something I'm really good at. And it was just one of those like fun things where you just learn, like, I see the world in social media posts. And so, um, it's just, I tripped into it. Here we are. You stumble into entrepreneurship. (laughs) And uh, so with that, with that company, I, um, they at some point were just like, listen, we're not going to be doing as much content development as a part of our strategy. They went more kind of high level with things. And so they were like, okay, we're going to switch you from being a an employee. So I was just a salaried employee to a 1099. P.S. Here's your here's a book of business. You know, here are all the clients that you're doing the, the um, fulfillment for. Here's your book of business. So uh, honestly, it was just kind of like, I was the baby bird and they just shoved me out of the nest. <laughs> and I got real close to the ground a couple of times when I, you know, <laughs> pulled back up and here we are seven years later. Oh yeah. But that really is good. I mean, you, you wouldn't have designed it that way. Most no. likely <laughs> many of us <laughs> wouldn't, but, but thank goodness. Yeah. Right. Like that, it's such a, looking back, it, it, I mean, what a great way to start, even though. Oh my God. Yeah. Y- I mean, you know, who else is so fortunate when they start their business and they're like, listen here, like I took a job 
uh, three months before kind of my start date, you know, that my end date with the company, I took a job delivering pizzas at night because I was terrified. And then I wrote because I started January, like the first week in January. And then by just after Valentine's Day, I quit that job because I was too busy. I, you know, was exceeding my my revenue goal by 25% kind of within about about 10 weeks or so. So, I mean, I was just beyond fortunate. So the my boss is now a mentor and friend and she's still a client to this day. And some of the clients that I had at that point, you know, I'm still friends with, still do work with, still do projects with. So, I mean, it's just, I've been very, very blessed to have good people in my life. Yeah, that's wonderful. And, and it is something that's maybe not, I guess people will hear the story that sounds like a, a happenstance story. It ha- I mean, it kind of was in your situation, but that's also the other takeaway though, is that you can, you know, that's a, that's a great way to purposefully go into entrepreneurship, right? You know, if you want to transition, you've got this full-time job. Um, I've heard similar stories. It's great to have this concrete one though, that, you know, I'm going out on my own boss. <laughs> like yeah. I'd love to <laughs> um, have you as a client, right? Yeah. Because they, yeah. they do, whether somebody's consulting or, you know, I've heard that story a lot that they become, you know, consultants to the, to the business that they, they just, they just left because they were valuable enough. Yeah. Um, there's still enough value and it's kind of, it can become a win-win. So, and this happens a lot. I, I hear this story a lot from clients now, and I, I believe it because I experienced it. When I was doing my job, the customer, like fulfillment and customer service side of my job and the office management side of my job often took eight, nine hours a day. And then at night, at seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night at home by myself, I would be still doing the social media marketing because that's what I loved. And so that that was a big part of it too. Is like, you know, it's really what's like, what do you want to do at eight o'clock at night? And it kind of reminds me of um, that. There's this great quote, and I'm gonna met, I'm gonna butcher it from Dave Grohl, Food Fighters. Um, and he's like, you know, if this hadn't worked out, like this, you know, multi platinum, mega successful man, he's like, we'd all still be doing this, but we'd have like crappy day jobs while we did this at night. And so that to me, like, this is really where. Like you kind of see and you, you know what you're supposed to be doing because that's the thing that you are going to do at seven o'clock at night. You're going to self, you know, teach yourself and watch videos on the weekend to learn how to do it. And um, and it, when I started, I mean, honestly, that was 11 years ago. Like the amount of information about like we're all kind of like social media marketing. That's that, that's novel. <laughs> Maybe we should try it, you know, so it's very different than, than it is today, but. Yeah, it was a really cool journey. So, and I'm glad to be here. Just finding those indicators because a lot of folks are, are are trying to to find it. They know they they kind of want to jump and do their own thing, and yeah, and that's a great indicator. But yeah, and that's that's why I wanted to have you on is to talk about this idea of outsourcing your your social, outsourcing your content. Um, I think uh, I know in in the past my head has gone to you know just the most generic stuff. If if a company is outsourcing that. Sometimes if they're doing it <laughs> internally, sadly, <laughs> uh, but if they're outsourcing that, it's just how could they possibly really get a, a unique voice in there, um, you know, and craft those messages that are custom to that audience? Because we've we, we've all seen the generic stuff. Happy Thanksgiving, you know, that <laughs> you couldn't for one second distinguish this page from a company to that page from another company. Um, and that's where my head goes when I think outsourcing that. It's just checking a box and it 
We have to have it out there. And something I've learned from, you know, just our discussions and how you're helping different companies is, is that that's, that's the bad version. <laughs> They're certainly out there. Um, but that's not what we do. Uh, and, and so talk about that, that process a little bit and, and how you, you, you kind of fight that both in, in terms of first getting the word out that, Hey, everybody, <laughs> we can, <laughs> we can do this for you in a way that feel, still feels like you, but then yeah. in some of the, the steps of that process. Yeah, it's definitely a fair and valid concern, right? Because part of marketing is not sounding like everybody else. Um, and you want to have a different, unique voice. And you want to talk about your unique selling points and pain points and benefits. Um, and so it's a valid concern. I think um, there's a couple of different things. One, um, for me, it's just what I'm obsessed with. I work in a lot of industries that are more dry. And so I get really um, interested in just learning about the industry, learning about the job, learning about all of the different pieces of it that make it happen. So like my my friend and I were on a road trip and I have a client that um, works in asphalt and concrete testing. And my friend and I were on a road trip and he was like, I wonder where the, the road's pink right here. And I gave him like a 10 minute lecture about how you source the aggregate as close to um, the road as you possibly can to reduce the carbon emissions. But uh, yeah, I, I get geeked out on everything. And I love learning how to kind of um, one of the the phrases that I use often is transpose. Like, how do I transpose dry, unique, brand-specific, company-specific information into something that's accessible and interesting in, like, popcorn-sized bites? Is it part of it, too, of of kind of the, the human part of it a little bit, too, in some of these industries? Like, what's – because you have to, to think, you know, a human is going to make a decision – you know, even if they're working for a government agency and have to, they're they're in charge of this. There's you, there's still a person there that you can grab their attention in a way that <laughs> makes them absolutely. Yeah, you attention. have to. Yeah, because always, I always remember that because the, the phrase B two B, and that's kind of where my sweet spot has always been is B two B, just because of the jobs that I got. Um, but in B two B, it's it's not really business to business. It's still a person to a person. Right. So you have to, you're just looking at kind of different pain points, different benefits, different outcomes, different emotions that people feel. Right. So instead of, you know, feeling um, uh, sad in like a personal relationship and you, you know, you want to get this product to help you feel better. Um, uh, so for your selling children, I'd be like, listen, you're going to feel better in your interpersonal relationships. Um, in a B2B setting, it's still a person, but they might feel, frustrated with their job. They might feel like they are spending too much time on a task. They might feel insecure about their position and, and how well they're performing, things like that. And so you just have to identify, we're still a person, what pain points and what um, problems are we solving f- from a person, right? The company and the people that work there to a person, the people and the, the company and the people that work there. Um, and so, what, so one of the things that I do is so dorky, but I literally will go through... Um, the business's website when I first start working with them and I copy paste their website. And especially it's great if they have content, if they blog, if they have um, assets, things like that. I copy paste it into a text analyzer and we make a board cloud of the of their text that they use. So we can use kind of the same phrases and the same terms that they use. Um, and then a lot of it also comes from interviews. It comes from any communication that I can have with the company and just narrowing in on that. It depends on the business and how big they are. So corporate is a little bit different than, let's say, um, you know, if I was Tony Robbins 
everything would have to sound really specifically like Tony Robbins if I were writing for Tony, um, which I'm not. Tony, it's kind of rude, but it's fine. Uh, but everything would have to be really specific for Tony Robbins, right? But for a company, what happens a lot, and this is a really healthy process, is that my team and their team shape the communication a little bit as we go. We're going to shape that tone. We're going to shape the brand voice. And so um, part of, I think, the benefit of coming in as a, um, you know, as a layman in a lot of these industries is if I don't understand understand a piece of the pie, then it's, it's very um, possible that the audience is not going to understand it. So the more I can understand it and like just filter it through my own process, the better. Um, and it just helps helps clarify those things that, you know, maybe people in the industry might take for granted, but need to be explained a little bit further or fleshed out a little bit. So it is really, it's kind of a chicken and the egg. Like we, we together kind of develop this communication style and then um, it feeds into some of their other marketing that they do and then what their marketing, you know, their other marketing feeds into what we do. So it's, it's a process for sure. Yeah. And I imagine for a lot of these companies, especially get more B2B or dry. <laughs> it's probably the <laughs> first time they've ever thought about their brand yeah. voice. Like that's probably yeah. a conversation they never had. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of times they'll come in and I'll say like, okay, just send me whatever style guides you have. And they look at you like you have three heads or I wish we had that style guide. Yeah. And then you have a kind of a third layer a lot of times because you work with agencies. So you're actually doing the social for the clients of that agency. Yeah. And, and I imagine that, um, has another layer, certainly of complexity, maybe in communication sometimes. Um, but also it's sometimes the agency is building that brand voice for them or they're doing some other component, which, probably makes the whole thing a lot better because they're already in that mindset and you can come in and again, kind of influence, talk, follow whatever, whatever that agency needs. Ideally, yes, they have the brand voice and they hand it to me. And I kind of look at my role when I'm, when I'm working with agencies on behalf of their clients and we're doing their client work for them. Um, I look at my role as to kind of be as an extension of the agency as opposed to my own agency. Right. So we try really hard to just do everything that we can without having to involve the people. Cause I think we've all at every, every entrepreneur's experience this is you've hired somebody to do something and then your workload increases instead of decreases <laughs> to like so much extra work. And so my job, I always have felt like is to come in and be an extension of the team. And I come in and I take ownership of that piece. So I really do own the social media for those clients. And I, they'll, uh, less I have to go to my direct report or to my, you know, the person that I'm working with, the better kind of. So I do as much as I can. And that's where that's where we started with the whole um text analyzer word cloud. That process was kind of born out of not wanting to um have to rely on my on my person. I wanted to kind of be as independent as possible to take stuff off of their plate, not add to it. And then the other thing that I think is really interesting and I do this a lot, um, is that I don't have a particularly what I'm going to call academic background in writing. So my degree is in advertising and copy and content has kind of always been my sweet spot. But I take a lot of it from like pop culture and references and quotes and things like that. Um, and it doesn't work for every industry. We always try to be as professional as we can and sound human. But there's a lot of really fun ideas that you can get from like watching TikTok and from reading, you know, um, romance novels. And like the, there are communication um, 
ideas everywhere if you're looking for them. And then if you can be funny and interesting and humanized in the B2B space, you stand out so much. So I think it's really helpful that I that I come at it from a perspective of just trying to be more um, relatable, you know, and more fun and hip, as the kids say. Well, exactly. I mean, that's and that's the that's why I think it it shines in social media because we're used to seeing that there. And if you wrote, you know, a, a social post on Instagram that read like a white paper, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the company may be like, oh, yay, you know, but yeah. <laughs> the audience sure isn't. Uh, you know? yeah. And that's yeah. that, that's that piece. That's the, the, the magic, right? Like that's the, when you can take and deep dive, like you talk about doing, know that product that industry inside and out from from that company how that company works in, in it and then bring in the human you know yeah <laughs> and, yeah and start to build that in that's that's quite a skill another thing that i do and this is definitely um i think unique to some degree is that i do improv it's been a hobby of mine for almost as long as i've been in business for myself so for six years i've been doing improv um uh, which I think is everybody's favorite form of comedy. But um, that also I think is really helpful. And it does a bunch of different things that are fun. So one, you learn about characters. And so sometimes to me, kind of figure out who the brand is, is like, what is their character? And like, you know, building their unique character and like, okay, if this were a person, what would they say? How would they sound? How would they react to things? So that's been really helpful, I think, in, in um, adopting kind of that and, and maybe turning it into kind of a, a shortcut to some degree of just being able to like put my head in the right headspace. But then it's also like a big part piece of improv is listening and like learn having good listening skills. So that's been really helpful too, in terms of like listening to the client, what they want. And then also just being able to be a little bit funny and a tiny like piece of wit, a tiny joke, a tiny like wink um, in the content. And that's been very helpful as well. Just the slightest bit of that in the B2B world, like, you have opportunity yeah, yeah. to stand out like like crazy. Your streets ahead. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And I think I think the other uh, the negative that people can think of when when it comes to you know outsourcing their content, something like social media, video, any of it that's outsourcing their something that has their voice, it can go the complete opposite of, of worrying about generic and worry that it's just going to sound like that person they're hired, yeah. right? You know, that yeah. whoever they're doing. And, yeah. and, I, and I love that, obviously, the way you've explained this process, it addresses that just as much. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that's something that's really purposeful in your approach too. So you're not, it's not, it's not Becky's take on, <laughs> you know, the concrete <laughs> industry. <laughs> Well, and something else that we've done that's been really helpful, and I've, I've started this in the last six months to a year, um, is that I've also created kind of a my own lexicon of um, types of social media posts that we do, and I have kind of created formulas for those posts. And actually, so you think that having a formula makes everything sound the same. And what it does, and I've always found this, like, it's so interesting to me, the more structure you have, the easier it is to be creative, in my opinion, because you're not coming from a place of I can do anything 
from you know any perspective, it's like, okay, here's the structure. How can we write about this topic within this structure? And then to me, it just kind of frees up your brain a little bit because you're not thinking about everything. You're thinking about like what your exact specific task is. Um, so we created a bunch of formulas. And so all we have to do then is apply the messaging for the client to the formula. And then we have a social media post. Having those constraints, like that's where yeah. creativity really thrives. I don't know if you ever if you ever do this in your day, but I put what I call um, anchor points in my day often. So if you have eight hours as a as an entrepreneur, um, especially an entrepreneur who was undiagnosed with ADHD. <laughs> uh, but having those, if you have an eight hour day, you're like, okay, I have to do these things and it's going to take you eight hours. But for me, I found that having that structure and those like constructions in place helps me be so much more productive. So if I have, you know, okay, I have a, a call at this time with someone I have, uh, I'm making an appointment with myself to go to the gym at two. I'm going to, you know, I'm improv it at 6.30. So I have to be done by then. Like putting those kind of anchor points throughout the day of like knowing I have to be done with this amount of stuff in a very small period of time helps me to be so much more productive. And I think it's just the same thing. Putting those like structural places is really helpful for creative work. So when a company's wanting to do this, what's kind of step one or what what should they be looking for when they're when they decide, okay, I need help with this? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so bringing people in is always a process. So they're just kind of know that it's there's a little bit of a process involved. So what you really want to find is somebody who's used to that process and has systems in place to be able to help you through it, right? You're looking for someone who is going to take ownership of that piece of the puzzle for you and kind of walk you through what that looks like and then and then be the person leading in that area, right? Because first of all, um, you want somebody who's done it a lot before, so it's it's not a learning curve for both of you, right? And then second of all, you want somebody who um, who just really has that that system and that science down because the last thing we want to be doing as business owners all the time is always having to lead every piece of the every piece of the project, right? Because that happens a lot when we're the owner um, or when we're in management or leadership, we we become the person who kind of always has to lead everything and then. The best thing in the world is to find somebody who has a process for that, who ha- knows what questions to ask and tell you, okay, this is this is our four-step process for onboarding. This is what it's going to look like. Um, you want someone who is going to come to the table with ideas for you. So they're not asking you, what should what do you want us to post about, right? So if you hear that question, run. Because <laughs> they should come to the table knowing, okay, um, they have they have an idea in the back of their mind. They've already done some research. If, you know, if you're working with them, they're, they're doing the research on their end. They're doing the groundwork. And they might bring you in for really specific questions, but it's never going to be general. Like, what do you want to post about? Um, and then you want somebody who is going to... So I, I love the phrase scavenge. Um, I call my team master scavengers because we go and we look for the smallest little bites of content that we can find and figure out how to turn those into the the strategy. So um, you want somebody who can scavenge and can come up with some really fun, unique, interesting angles and interesting ideas from the information that's already available. And then somebody who also knows when to ask for what they need, right? Because that was hard for me for probably the first five-ish years of being in business was like, asking the client for stuff. Like a lot of times you you bring somebody on it, especially, you know, somebody like a VA, you bring them on and you get all the questions. I had a hard time going to the client with questions. Um, so you have somebody who knows when to ask for what they need, how to time it out, and then just coming up with like a process and a system for sharing that, right? So maybe they have folders set up. They, you know, they know 
timelines for things and stuff like that. So it's, it's just very organized and um, systematized. And you just kind of fill in the blanks for them. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a key distinction. And there's, there's a nice blend too, because uh, that, that question as a business owner to ask whoever you're bringing on, um, what's the process? I mean, that's a great one, right? They should be, certainly they, they should have attracted you in with the benefits of hiring and outsourcing okay. and all of that stuff. And they can speak to that. That's great. But now when you're in a call as a business owner to go, awesome, what's, what's, what's the process? And if they go, you know, we just, we make, I mean, here it is. <laughs> we make these social posts for you. Cool, bro. Um, yeah. What's the process <laughs> yeah. of going about that? You know? Yeah. And don't let yeah. them get away with just, well, here's our deliverables. That's great. How are we getting there? Right. And, and how much how much of my time am I going to be investing in getting to that point? Right? Because right. at some point, it's not a benefit um, for you. Yeah. If you're still putting five or six hours a week into content, then, then there's no benefit. Defeats the purpose. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So they should know what their process is. Um, and they should have some ideas and come to the table with a few ideas. There are some types of content that are just kind of universal, right? So uh, meet the team would be a good example of a universal piece of content. And it works across so many industries. It works from B to B to B to C. And so they should come to the table with just kind of a laundry list of things that they're they're wanting to implement as a part of your social media strategy. And then they're getting a little bit of feedback, a little bit of input from you in terms of if you have things that you need to share. Um, but they already know, um, you know, this is how we're going to do the outline. This is how we're going to write the captions. This is how long everything's going to take. And I always like to um, also explain how long the onboarding process takes. And and really what the clients always want to know is, okay, from today to what date, how many weeks is it going to be? How many days is it going to be until we are live and we have content on social? So they should be able to answer that for you too. How long is the process going to take? Um, when are we going to start seeing results? Uh, you know, what metrics should we be looking at? Is that something that you provide? Do you do analytics? Um, you know, what platforms we should be on? So they should be able to kind of be the expert and come in and just be that that leader of that owner of that piece of it for you. Yeah, for sure. And and again, it's it's a blend in the sense that you also don't want the this is what we do. This is the post we're going to make. This is what we're happening. This is step, you know, in terms of yeah. here's your content, right? Because that's going to get into, you know, the generic side of things. That's going to get mm. into, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> well, we do this every day and this is what you're going to get. And like, oh, hold, <laughs> hold on. Well, now. actually, so I don't agree with you, actually. I think they should come in the door with like, these are the posts that we're going to do. This is what I recommend. Now, if well, you, I, I if think I, recommendation, not from like, this is the, this is the creative, this is everything about it. Like the, they shouldn't know yes. completely yeah. what they should do. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but it's also how you come at the table with that. You should have an, an arsenal. And if you are dealing with a client who, who's brought you in and they are just like, I didn't want to have this conversation. Just go handle it. Yeah. Cool. Got it. Yeah. But you yeah. also need to come with that, yeah. that energy of, Hey, we're here for you. Oh, you have feedback on this, this, and this. You need adjustment there. Rocking, like let's take that in and let's do it. One of the one of my favorite quotes um, is that you get the car moving and then you steer, right? So I for I will never in my career walk in the door and have a perfect content mix for a client the first time we've ever done anything together. You look at their past posts, you look at all their 
all of their um, information is available online. You look at their website. You look at all of those things. You make recommendations, and then you see what works, and you adjust. So absolutely, you want to come to the the table. You want your team to your your social media consultant to come to the table and have those recommendations. Um, you want to give them feedback and have them listen to your feedback because we've all I feel like <laughs> how those people come in and you give them feedback and they turn the exact same thing into you time after time. Um, and then you want them to come to the table also with changes based on what's working and then what needs to be adjusted. I love it. I think we've painted a good picture here, but but who is that ideal person, business owner, company that you know needs your help right now? And how do they how do they how do they get it? That's a great question. Uh, let's talk more about. Uh, so right now we are focusing on marketing agencies that already exist. They have their client base, they have their team set up, but they're a little bit on the small side um, and they don't have a social media resource. So it's typically an agency that's going to have about five or so employees um, and they have a great copywriter on staff, but the copywriter is doing the exact same thing I had to do when I was first starting working in social media and they were writing the email campaigns and landing pages and web content and all that stuff during the day. And then at the end of the day, they're like, oh, we're on social. Um, <laughs> and they're, you're tapped, you're burnt out. So uh, they have copy on staff. They have probably um, a creative team on staff, but they just don't have the bandwidth for social and they know their clients need it. They know their clients want to be on social media marketing. But they just don't want to do it. So then we come in and we help those agencies. We bring ideas to the table. We set up our system. We set up our process. And then you wake up every day and there's going to be social media content that's been posted for your client and literally never anything you have to think about. Fantastic. How do they find out more and, and get in touch? Oh, okay. So they should go to socialhandoff.com uh, and fill out my form. And it, I promise it's not one of those forms where uh, it's not one of those places on the internet where your information goes to die. <laughs> I know so many people you'd rather chew your arm off and fill out an online form. So socialhandoff.com, learn more about what we do, how the process works, because we have one of those. And then, um, yeah, we'll be in touch and talk about talk about that. Fantastic. Yeah. I dig it. Thanks so much for being on and, uh, and sharing all this, because I think it's I think it's very needed and, and brings a lot of relief <laughs> to business owners. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of those things that um, so many business owners, they know they need it and they would rather uh, like lose a limb than have to write their own social media content. And honestly, it's our favorite thing to do every single day. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Yay, thank we you. will see all of you next time thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of this show if you want help creating authority building video content or even a client generating show of your own go to medialeadsco.com and let's connect i'll talk to you soon on the next strategy and action This show is powered by Media Leads. To get your next great podcast produced, go to medialeadsco.com.